Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Anyways, anyways, um, anyways, 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 anyways. Let's uh, let's get back. Intro to us it. in. Intro us in already. All right. Welcome. Or oh, sorry, sorry. Let me get. <clears throat> let me get situated here. Let me. Yeah, yeah. You laugh it up, motherfucker. You laugh it up. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to Smartly Uneducated. My name is Ben. And I'm Evan. <laughs> Welcome, guys. So we have a very fun episode to do. We have a very fun episode to do today. Um, we I know this is an early podcast, too. It's super early morning. For us. I don't care when y'all are listening to it, but we're ass crack of dawn talking here. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I, I, I just didn't change my routine. I was like, fuck it. If we're doing a... Uh, a 7 a.m. podcast session. I'm still gonna get up at normal time because I I got up at four, went and worked out, woke up, you know. Yeah. And now I'm jiving, you know. I thought it was funny. I though, still go ahead. I said I still woke up at 5 a.m. to walk the dog and have my coffee and breakfast. Oh, so wow. yeah, so, just a regular day. So motherfucking progressive, my guy. Like I got up, yeah. walked my dog. And drink some coffee. Goddamn! If that doesn't say, I'm a I'm a well-rounded, sophisticated man. I don't know what is. Uh, all I was missing was reading a book. If I would have read uh, this 15 steps to being a productive male adult, then I would have really, really hit the nail on the Ooh, coffin yeah. there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and dude, and you were reading the book, it, dude. You were reading the book while walking the dog. And drinking coffee well, at the same time out in the mountains. and shitting. I had a I, I had a bidet with me, so I was able to shit on oh. the ground and then wash myself. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> that's a good. I one, had two man. doggy bags. <laughs> that's a good one, man. That's a good one. So today's. Hey, oh, sorry. No, no, you you wait. You wait. You'd be you'd be very happy, Ben. I referred to you as my best friend just yesterday. It's official. What? <laughs> Get the fuck out of dude, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was there? We need to look up some zodiac sign shit right now because or the what what is it where they go off the moons? Uh, I think uh, I think there was a full thing. moon yesterday or something. <laughs> oh, that's what we both were turning the horny fucking wolves and they're like well, the one day the one time in the cycle where when there's a full moon, straight, straight men consider being gay. <laughs> that's my best friend get away that, that's what that's what straight guys did a long time ago to cover up their gay they would like be like oh uh, it's called lycanthropy when there's a full moon <laughs> <laughs> it's not called homosexuality it's called lycanthropy get it right <laughs> lycanthropy was just a long term conspiracy for covering up for gay guys trying to be gay every once in a while <laughs> I mean have you seen Twilight it's pretty damn close on no, you got a fucking point. But that brought in the the Native Americans too. So are we like, are we, are we, are we? Oh, you know what? We're gonna make a narrative change because I'm about to get in trouble for. <laughs> the, the, the Native Americans were pretty fucking badass. I've been reading a book called Blood Meridian, and it's about uh, the Texas and Mexican border fights and how uh, these Texan cowboys would end up fighting against Indians and Mexicans and. They would end up scalping each other's Damn. and like selling the scalps to merchants and Indian sellers for money and food. It was, it's wild. It's a hell of a fucking book. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It, you know, fun fact, fun fact. Before I say we, before we get into the list of, uh, 
or, or name the topic we're talking about today. I, have, I, I also have oh, a news article ahead. I want to read to everybody as well. So Okay, cool, cool. Um, fun fact about Native American stuff. Um, did you know I am I am actually related and I have documents to prove it. I actually have the genealogy. Um, I my family now there's no blood in us. Like it's not a I mean, there is some blood relation, but it's super minimal, like extremely minimal. Um, but we are related my on my mother's side of my family, we are related to this, uh, I forgot his name. I'd have to go dig out the papers upstairs, but we're related to the, the native American chief who is in the trail of tears. Wow. Is it enough to get you free college? Fuck no, <laughs> not even close, <laughs> dude. It's like, because how, just to land the plane on it, basically he got, uh, uh, cause at that time when the trail of tears went on, um, and I'm not perfect on my history on the Trail of Tears, but I do know for a fact on this part, when the Trail of Tears took place, they were actually taking, uh, they were basically intermixing Native Americans with white colonials, right? And, or I say colonials, it was the military. We were America at the time, I yeah, believe. Yeah. And uh, basically uh, marrying them off, right? Because it was like a peace kind of treaty. So, like, you had people, you know, doing stuff. Oh, someone's knocking on my door. Sorry, hold on. We had a people doing one stuff. Second, one second. Sorry about that. We I'm are a... we are back. I had to I had to hit the stop. I had children needing me because you know I'm a dad. Um. Anyways, That's what dads do. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Anyways, last thing. Oh, just to finish what I was saying. Basically, we were related to dude from the Trail of Tears, and they were marrying them off to. Um, you know, with this peace thing that was in place and the main chief guy, we are like, we were related by, uh, uh, like it wasn't on that side. It was, it's muddled down. Like basically where our family gets connected in was later down the road, but the blood, the bloodline though, of where we got married into like a member of my family, blood family or whatever. Yeah. Got integrated. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like the person, I do, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. It's it makes so, perfect sense. It's so fucking minimal. It's like point zero 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 two five percent. You know what I mean? Okay, so, so it's like almost invisible that you're Native yeah, American. Yeah, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It shows up. Like they, they're able to trace it. You know, pretty efficiently. You know, uh, through genetics and shit. But, but it's so minimal. Um, I'm predominantly Greek and Irish. I mean, well, I see there you that. Go. I'm predominantly half Irish. I got a good chunk of Greek in me, but I'm like eighty-five percent. I'm like eighty-five percent Irish. So there was some like ancestry going on a few generations back in my bloodline to make me who I am today. Yeah, I'm gonna make a <laughs> tiny little joke about Irishness. So Man, my fine. my wife says that she's Scottish, right? But recently. She's been realizing that, or finding out that potentially she may be Irish, not Scottish. And I believe it's more Scottish because when you see her like dad and her mom and everything, like they definitely look more Scottish than they do Irish, like in the facial features. Um, you just have to meet her parents, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what they. But the reason I think it's funny and I bring that up is because uh, when my wife and I were get it like re you know redoing her whole old home 
and we were flipping it and se or selling it, you know, when we first got married, uh, the, uh, these people came by who were like getting stuff we put out for like for free, you know, just need it gone, like furniture and shit. And they're like, they thought we were brother and sister. Oh, and, damn. Yeah. It was really fucking weird. Cause me and my wife don't look that much alike at all. No, you're like, two white people. That's it. That's, yeah, that's about like, it. Don't get wrong, I can <laughs> see where people would get the correlation. Um, like, cause if, you know, some people who are, I mean, when people did that mind thing where people are attracted to each other, uh, they tend to have somewhat similar facial features, somewhat similar, like maybe bone, mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe a structure groove or whatever, however the fuck it goes. But like, basically they thought we were brother and sister and a uh, dude, I wanted to play it off. Like, oh, like, oh yeah. I was like, I saw my, my <laughs> sister over there and I was like. Damn, you know, I wouldn't mind smacking that ass. <laughs> you, know? you should have gone full cross-eyed, right? Like, yeah, that's my sister right there. I love her so very much. <laughs> Dude, that face, the face, the face was great. Um, but yeah, so they, they were just like, uh, yeah, but we make a joke about it. I make me and her joke about it on and off, like, oh, it might be related. But now recently, like in the past year, she, I, when I make every once in a while, I'll make the joke and she's just like, you know, it's starting not that the idea of that is uh -oh. getting less funny because I'm <laughs> finding out that I potentially may be more Irish. And apparently like there's a potential that there's like a whole village that she's related to in Ireland. And I already know for a fact, there's a whole village with my grandmother's last name that we're, I, I'm a hundred percent related to. Like there's a whole village of uh, I think the, the last views, name is the yeah. The last name is Fluhardy, uh, over in Ireland. Oh, cool, and that's my grandmother's last name. She was uh, uh I forgot, damn, but yeah, I'm not gonna say her first name, but yeah, her last name is Fluhardy, and she's. We should do a road trip yeah. out there to Ireland. That sounds fun. Do a little mm -hmm. road trip. Get there in about 24 hours or so. It's easy, I, right? Easy how, drive. How? What? How? But can our can our car? multi-terrain vehicle over water i mean yeah well i mean if we go fast enough we'll skip like a rock right you know what son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> count me in all, Just, right. All, right, all right all right fast and furious and it's bing 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 you know what, dude? <laughs> as long as we sit there before we hit that water that would be impending doom for anybody else trying that in this world we just say it's for family it's for family <laughs> <laughs> and we have to dress. We have to dress like Vin Diesel from Fast Five, Fast Furious. Yeah, just a what, just like a, a white tee and cut off blue jeans. Yeah, and then of course in the later movies, like we should be more realistic. We, you know, we're getting older, so we should like go with more of the current movies where we don't work out as much, but we make sure to do a lot of curls. So like we have some muscular <laughs> arms, but we got that old man gut starting, which is what Vin Diesel's got going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I have not. I've only seen the very first Fast and Furious. I have not seen any others. Fast Five. Anyway, I, I actually enjoy the Fast films up until I think the the last one before the one that um one before the one where they dragged a safe down a highway with a Mustang or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, that was the one. I think Paul Walker passed away during the filming of that movie. I think it was that one that he passed away in and. 
that that was the last film that I actually enjoyed watching. And it's not because it was like, wow, it's so cool. Like, it's realistic. No, no, no. It's complete bullshit and nonsense. But it was actually a fun movie, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So we are. Hey, so did, oh, god damn. No, 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 no. Did you ever did you ever see that TikTok video of the guy who spent $59 million on his wedding? No. So there's this guy in Dallas, Fort Worth. He actually lives in Fort Worth. The woman he married, the father of the bride, is like a multi, multi, multi millionaire who lives in Fort Worth, owning several different car dealerships. They had a fifty-nine million dollar wedding. They were they flew everybody out to Paris. They rented out some of the biggest, most beautiful, ancient. Uh, buildings Whoa, wait, wait, wait. They, they, they they sent people out to motherfucking paris texas paris france i i just kidding i'm just kidding. i know i know <laughs> i know just fucking with you like oh god they have paris texas they even have a little miniature eiffel tower out there on display because they're fucking <laughs> retarded it's got a cowboy hat on top of it too that's like john mcclintock type shit yeah, so the five-day celebration in Paris, France, included an overnight stay in the Palace of Versailles, a rehearsal dinner at the French capital's opera house, a private lunch for the Chanel Hate Couture Suite, and a reception performance from Maroon 5. Get the fuck out of here. They got Maroon yeah, 5's ass out there. God damn. So I'll send you the article with the, with the, like, the short little minute-long TikTok that you can probably watch real quick while I'm talking to you. Um, hmm. So this, so this family, they did this whole extravagant wedding, flew people out to Paris, had a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar uh, bachelorette party in Paris and hmm. in Texas as well. Then the guy comes back, or rather, before they leave to go to the wedding and everything, the guy had a home disturbance and was shooting inside of his house. Heroin? Popping, no, popping oh. shots, shooting oh, sorry. guns. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, he did a desk pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a desk pop. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, dude. He did. So then the police showed up, and he started shooting at the police. This guy is now going to jail for twenty-five years under multiple felony accounts. Yeah, but who was he shooting? Like robbers, like people breaking in or no. something. No, he was just in his house, and he took some shots in his backyard or whatever. Uh, they haven't released why he was shooting yet, but um, he was shooting at his house, and then the police showed up, and he started shooting at the police. Whoa. Like, so yeah. there's no information that's been released saying, like, yo, man, like, why the fuck did this just happen? So the incident in the case said Legrone, which is, the, I believe, their lawyer, did intentionally and knowingly threaten imminent bodily injury to the police did use or exhibit a deadly weapon during the commission of the assault, namely a firearm. Damn. Damn, yeah. dude. Like that's some, that's some shit. They, yeah. So this happened, uh, Thursday, March 14th, officers responded to a home on a report of a discharge of a firearm in the Westworth village. Uh, Westworth village is, a uh, very it's in Tarrant County. It's very very expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know where that is. Settlement over there. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Oh, well, me and you have, yeah. but you know, driven through it. 
Yeah, I've I've actually got, been to a couple parties out in that place back in my younger Dumber days. And when I say Absolutely. that, it's more of I was a DD because I wasn't a drinker. I I sent you the email with the TikTok. You gotta scroll down a little bit, but oh, yeah. um, I'll watch it after this. It is fucking extravagant, bro. Like it is absurd. How many people showed up? How many like decorations they put up? All the expenses. And then this guy goes to prison like right afterward. You know what? You know what? You know what? You and your lady should do. You guys Uh-oh. should do an off the books, non government involved, not where you sign papers. Because I know you guys don't believe in doing that, which I don't disagree with you, right? Um, for like getting married through the government type shit. Um, but I really think that you guys should do your own private, like little wedding, like do like a you know like you you're doing a matrimony and marriage between the two of you and you're keeping the government out of it, you guys should still celebrate it. Because obviously you guys are in it for the long haul, you know? Yeah, you guys- we, 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 we've thought about that, right? Like, I was like, well, why don't we just go get a lope real quick and sign the paperwork so we can just get this shit over with and file taxes. It'll and- help with taxes, dude. It'll help. File taxes and insurance bases and all sorts of shit. Oh, right? yeah, it'll make it so much. And plus, they're going to comment, like, no matter what state you're in, uh, depending on the state's uh, uh, statutes for the time frame of you guys being in a relationship, but then also living together, you get you get common lawed, like they common law you on on the back end, regardless yeah. of. So it's seven it's seven it. years of living in the same house. Uh, that is when you become common lawed marriage. For which state? Which state is that's, that? That's that's Texas. That is Texas. Did you know the law used to be two years? I did not know that. Yep, I would have had be. some. I would have some. Some of my best friends and I would have been common law marriage. Shoot, we boy, I think I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, <I> think, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. It's for someone you're actually in a romantic relationship I know, with. I know, I know, I know. Which is but stupid. how do they know that? Yeah, I know, and that that's one thing I don't get. It's like, like how how would they even fucking know that shit? But there's obviously more to it. You know, I think it's where you try to mix in and have people on your insurance and. Mm-hmm. all that stuff i i believe that has to play a role where there's some type of proof like evidence out there that's uh you know that that would do that you know but anyways let's move on to our topic my guy um because obviously it'll take about 45 minutes to go through all of it to to, to really talk about it you know talk about theories and kind of give the back on back end of it and everything um but today we have a very fun topic where we are going to talk about the phantom time hypothesis. It's a, it's a it's a doozy. It's a doozy. I personally think it is not a fun topic. It is actually very frightening and eerie, um, considering the implications around what the phantom time theory is. Um, the guy named Herbert Elig is the guy who like in who first brought it to everyone's attention in 1991. He wrote a book about it. And I was like, y'all, we, we've, we're missing 300 years. Yeah. There's some shit and, going on that we are straight up missing 300 years in our timeline. And who this guy is, he's a German historian. Um, just in case, like, just so people know what his actual, like what he is that, you know, that way it makes sense why he's able to make these claims and his theory or his hypothesis about it. He is a historian. And he, that's his life's work. So this is where that kind of derives from, you know? Um, yeah. I just wanted to throw that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
Oh no, you're good. Yeah, I mean, he he was born in like 1947 in Bavaria, the country that has no longer existed. Um, he had associations with a lot of other uh, catastrophic, fucking historical people who studied all these large catastrophic events as well. So, as the historian, this guy was dedicated to finding out why things happened, what things were where all these timelines add up to make a bad thing happen. He was obsessed with it. That's all he ever wrote about. It's all he ever wanted to do. Um, and he wrote books about like the medieval ages being invented in like 1994. Um, he wrote a book called past entry present past early present, meaning like how things time. I mean, you get it past yeah, early yeah, present. Yeah, yeah. how things, how things go in order. Um, he was obs- seriously obsessed. Like he, like he even wrote yeah. a book called "Society for the Reconstruction of Human and Natural History" because he believed most of our history that we can no longer see with our visual eyes has been made up. Like, yeah. So, so part. how the theory really goes? So we know that it was uh, proposed by Herbert uh, Illig. Is that how we say it? I, Is that how you said it? I, I believe that's how I said it. I'm not sure if it's proper because it is German, so it might be like Illig. Illig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Herbert Illig, so it was prose by him. We established that. So Illig and I'm just calling him Herbert. I'm not gonna call him Illig. I'm I'm gonna fucking that up. So Herbert and others argue that the Gregorian calendar, which is which was introduced by Pope Gregory, uh I'm really bad with Roman numerals after ten, but it's X I I I. So I'm assuming thirteen. It's thirteen. Or thirteen, yeah, yeah. That, see, I was making a guess. I know once it hits ten, it's like X, and then you put the tallies and whatever. Or at least up to thirteen or fourteen, wherever the fuck it is. But uh it, it was introduced the Gregorian calendar was introduced by Pope Gregory the thirteenth in fifteen eighty two is inaccurate, leading to the addition of two hundred and ninety seven years that never existed. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is a it's a it's just a crazy thing to think about because there's a lot of people in our history that we look to for uh, guidance and like knowledge that don't even exist. Yeah, that would and, mean that, that would mean the, the Holy Roman Emperor Charlemagne wasn't real. He was just made up. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird things out there for historical inaccuracies. Whenever you, when I say historical inaccuracies, it's more of when you start doing research into some of these things in history that we know are fact, right? It's 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 common consensus around the world. Like every uh, country has some form of uh, uh, proof and, and documentations talking about this particular person. You can say, okay, yeah. as a collective, we can say this is accurate, right? Or or it probably is true, but when you only have certain people say like certain uh powers around the world say oh look this guy existed in this and that and blah 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 but yet where this guy apparently existed in that country or, or that country area where he potentially lived right they say he did that country of nowadays who has all their ancient history and texts they you know have no evidence or even documents saying that this guy was alive it, it gets really muddled and it's just like okay Someone's making some shit up for for something. Um, we already know that happens because we are, we already know the majority of history is written by the pen who's holding it. You know, whoever's holding the pen is usually the victor of some shit 
right? Whoever has yeah, the so power. The, yeah, so yeah, so history is written by the victor. Is like the, is the yeah. phrase. I really right? butchered saying that. I I butchered yeah. that so fucking bit well. But uh, uh, speaking of this conspiracy, though, so the overall, uh, what this conspiracy thing is overall, it's basically it, plain and simple. It's a history. It's a historical conspiracy theory which suggests that a period of history, specifically the early Middle Ages, which is uh, 614 through 911 AD, was either fabricated or altered. And and so that would put us not actually living in the 21st century, but living in the 18th century if this conspiracy theory was true. Yeah, that would put us at the year 1726. To be exact, the year that we'd be living in right now would be 1726. If uh, what Herbert is saying, Herbert Elig is saying, is correct, which a lot of evidence does port does point to him being correct. Yeah, um, it's it's a little weird, but he, uh, you cool if I read some core arguments about this? Please, yeah, go right ahead. So the, uh, here's the first core argument: was calendar discrepancies. So the hypothesis points to inconsistencies in the Gregorian calendar uh, reform, which corrected a 10-day discrepancy caused by the Julian calendar's miscalculation of the solar year. The next core argument is lack of archaeological evidence. So Illig claims there is a paucity, and that's spelt P-A-U-C-I-T-Y, of reliable archaeological evidence from the period of 614 through 911 AD. Uh, the next core argument is that Romansky architecture, Romance, uh, Rom Romanesque, Romanesque. Uh, my bad, I fucked that up. Romanesque architecture, the sudden emergence of Romanesque architecture is cited as evidence of missing time. And then the last core argument is documentary gaps. So... Basically, it points to gaps and inconsistencies in historical records, including discrepancies in the dating of events and uh, scarcity of documents from this period, you know. And that that's the main four core arguments for actually, like, proving this right, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he claims that Pope Sylvester II, the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III— and the Byzantine Empire, Constantine the Seventh, were all together, and they changed the calendar for Otto, because Otto wanted to be the emperor starting at the 1000 AD mark. But yeah. he added four years to it, which then threw a lot of things off. And then I forget there was another emperor. Um, I think it was Julius Caesar actually who wanted to like get rid of 10 days in the calendar for some reason or another. I can't quite remember. I did a lot of research on it last night and I, everything sort of getting jumbled up. Um, and that threw everything through a loop and just everything starts, starts to get fucked up. As you mentioned in your like, claims of argument that there is missing documentation because that's, that, that, that's a little finicky and strange because the Romans were known for how precise and how detailed they were in taking their yeah their history and their notes down their documentation they were so meticulous in it that's what they were known for oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and uh one of the uh i think me and you me and you were exchanging some messages about it because there's a whole thing out there about talking about how there's like what is a conspiracy that the roman 
empire was, uh, or Romans ran the entire world at one point. Like technically, they were oh, yeah. everywhere or some shit. I wouldn't say they 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 ran the entire world, but they were definitely uh, global. There's evidence of Roman civilization buildings in like Montana and like Wisconsin and Mexico and South America. Uh, there's pots that date back to the Roman Empire. Of, and it was their like, type of design, like their their type, like how they made pottery and all that crap. Like you know what I mean? It was li literally, it was literally from like the Mediterranean Sea. Like they had like Italian sand and Italian dirt. You know, like hmm. so. Well, at the same time, the, uh, I I get that, but I'm gonna throw something out there that kind of I don't think it throws a wrench in the gears, but it definitely makes you want to have a more open perspective mindset type thing. But we already have know that there's evidence that proves that there was a massive flood that engulfed most of the world. And I'm not trying to reference fucking the Moses Bible thing. Was it Moses or uh, whoever the... Uh, Noah, Noah, Noah's Ark, shit. No, I'm yeah, not, I'm not trying to reference Noah or anything like that. What I'm trying to say is that we have actual evidence like the Eye of the Sahara or eye of the whatever that's in um, Africa, where uh, they believe that they're actually, they're starting to suggest that that's potentially, because there's evidence to really support it, that that used to be where Atlantis was. Because all of the Sahara Desert, if you look at the sand, they recover fish. Uh, uh, there's literally fish bones, all that stuff. There's fossilized yep. like you'll come across uh they found full uh, uh like literally down inside the sand after a massive sandstorm they actually found uh a full uh whatever that w type of whale is they literally found the majority of a whale's skeleton b like beneath that got unearthed from, from a crazy sandstorm and uh there's like shells seashells all over the place in the sahara and in that area where Atlantis supposedly was, where it's like that eye thing looks like a salt in the center, um, because they say that Atlantis had the geysers, like the fresh water, uh, uh, hot springs that were in the center on the center island of Atlantis. And that's what there's that's an old uh, uh, thing. Uh, uh, what's there now? It's actually what's left, what it would look like after one of those basically dries out. And it's got the massive sand deposit in the center where there was like a natural water spring uh like hot water spring that was coming through there it's really interesting so basically the water engulfed it at one point flushed it all the way and that's the idea of what you know for atlantis but i bring that up because if that was the case you have to think about the world though like of how much like if something was if there was a massive flood and let's say that type of architecture does, you know, was at the time, or they had somewhere around there. That shit could be blown all over the place if it was a massive flood around the world with crazy ass waves. You know what I mean? Like shit could get yeah, carried yeah, yeah. everywhere. I'm, but I know it's kind of following loose. absolutely. It's kind of loose, but you know what I mean. Like if if, if it's that's definitely true. It's, it, it's definitely a thought, right? Like if the ocean were if the world were to flood to do like a great reset, then of course things would be floating around and landing in weird fucking places. But then we would find, like, Russian, or rather, uh, the uh, North Asian continent artifacts in North America or South America or even Antarctica, right? Um, but that doesn't explain how there wasn't. Like, there wasn't a lot of ancient Chinese and ancient Japanese 
artifacts spread across the world. It was mostly just the Romans back in 614 and before AD. Um, there's yeah. a few things that Illig also states. If you don't mind, I can read a few more points of yeah, the yeah. guy. He, I've he, got um, like two more things before I dive into some heavy conspiracy stuff about it. So go ahead. Oh, very cool. So yeah, Illigid says that that an inadequate system of dating medieval artifacts, as well as an over-reliance on written histories, are to blame. According, according to his research, the years between 614 and 911 AD don't add up properly. The years prior to 614, they were full of historically significant events, like all sorts of wars and birthdays and just a lot of historical things happened. As were the years right after 9-11, hence the 1000 AD mark and uh, all these things. Some, some really, really important things happened. Uh, but he says in between 614 and 9-11, uh, the history and life was quiet and dull, as if nothing fucking happened. Uh, he also yeah. points out that the, math the mathematical discrepancies between the Julian and Gregorian calendar were further complicating uh, things on being incorrect. The Julian calendar says that the full year is 365.25 days long, whereas the Georgian calendar that we use now is actually 11 minutes shorter, and making it like 365.14, um, which would in the long run lose us thousands of years. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it, it's kind of weird to wrap your head around it in a way. If you think about how, like the time lapse of time and slowly losing, you know, that documented time as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird to think about. Cause then you're like, wait a minute. That kind of like, it kind of changes if you like the, in my head, I'm just trying to think of like relatively like my relative position for where I exist in time, right? Quote unquote time. And it's just like, it kind of throws things off. Cause then it's like, Whoa, it, it, I know it doesn't really change anything. Right. Like when I say it doesn't change anything, it doesn't change anything for us. So it's like, okay, well then that means we live in a different time. Like our, what our time would be on paper is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, but at the same time, it opens a lot of other doors in my head. It's like, was something removed? You know, was there a reason that these things were removed? You know what I mean? Like, uh, because there was that. I, so, um, oh yeah, sorry, I don't, I didn't mean to take the floor from you. Um, no, no, you're perfectly fine. Uh, just get your thought out because I have something else. Well, I was gonna bring up the pyramids. So okay. there is a. But, but, sorry, but, go but, ahead. Go before ahead. you, before, yeah, before you do that. Uh, so, um, this then introduces another guy who also wrote about the phantom time theory and a different point other than our guy Illig. Um, it's a doctor named Hans Ulrich Nimitz, who also wrote in 1995, did the early medieval ages even exist? Ooh. Because he wrote... Between antiquity, which is 1 AD, and the Renaissance, which is 1500 AD, historians count approximately 300 years too many in their chronological calendar. In other words, the Roman Emperor Augustus really lived 1700 years ago instead of conventionally assuming him living 2000 years ago. So not only is there two people, two historians, two really well-read uh, and learned individuals 
saying the same thing that we have lost 300 years. Now other historians are calling these people kooks and quacks. It's yeah. one thing. It's one thing if one person says it, but if there's two and then maybe a third and fourth and you want so on and so on so forth, things begin to become real and true. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, it's weird that they would say like medieval. The whole thing about medieval ages not existing, I call bullshit. We already know that there was a medieval era, right? And there was a medieval age. Now. I wonder if what they mean by that is that what time frame we believe the Middle Ages was is just not accurate. So it didn't exist like the time frame we know of. But that doesn't mean that that what that type of culture that was at the time and where they were with technology and uh, uh, what their practice was with the kingdoms and knights and and uh, uh, that style of life. That had to have still happened. We have 100% proof that it happened. It's irrefutable, you know. But I wonder if what they're referring to is just saying, like, what we know to be the, this time frame on paper, this date to this date, is not true. I wonder if that's all they're meaning by it. Because we know that a medieval era took place, but that just would just mean that it took place at a different time. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the actual date would be different. You get what I'm saying? No, yeah, I absolutely do. I just want to make sure to say that because we already know. Dude, I've been to medieval times, dude. I've been to medieval times. Yeah, brother. Right, I, I, I've seen the sword. You, dude, dude I've, I've, I got that turkey leg in the audience, all right? I saw the dude with the whip, with the hawk, and when they hit them swords, all the sparks fly. Bro. Dude, medieval times would never lie to me. <laughs> like, I have a great time medieval times. I love medieval times. I loved medieval times ever since I was a little kid and I got to see the cable guy with Jim Carrey, it made me want to fucking be in medieval times. I wanted to work there. I wanted to be able to be one of the guys who rides around and does the choreography shit, like the jousting and stuff. Like, yeah, it's dangerous. Like that's actually dangerous work, by the way, like something could seriously really bad go wrong, especially with the jousting oh. shit. A hundred percent. You mean getting, getting hit by a long pole into your sternum is bad for you? I didn't know we were watching porn, but yeah. 100%. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <clears throat> Got a DNA test. Turns out not everybody is my brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, I'm going to bring up the pyramids real quick because I really want to bring that up. If you're, if you're ready for it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Okay, so the inside of this whole Phantom Time, you know, conspiracy... There is another conspiracy that was thrown at. Now, don't take this with any form of seriousness because there's no evidence to prove this. This is just a conspiracy that someone cooked up somewhere. You hear that, right? YouTube? You hear that, YouTube? Quit fucking blocking us and removing our episodes. Yeah, puns. quit kicking us out. <laughs> yeah, which our last episode about UFOs that we have public, um, which we have other episodes that are about to go up. I just forgot to upload them. Because I've been busy with my with work, but the most recent episode that's up, which is the UFO episode, bro, they didn't take it down, but we got a uh, 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 basically slapped on the hand, and it said it was getting pended for review, saying that we violated something in in the terms and guidelines of the community. We'll we'll but, we'll, we'll find something in there that you well, did wrong. I don't understand. <laughs> we were just reading about actual documented UFO cases. We didn't say anything yeah. about anything. Just reading it you were just reading it from a book that you have. Yeah. And they published. and it was it's based it's, and it was CIA declassified document shit. 
on UFOs. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're trying to stop us from talking about it. I mean, granted, they didn't take the episode down. They didn't put us in YouTube jail again. It's still there. It got reviewed. It, it took like two weeks for them to finish the review. It went through three reviews. Three fucking reviews. And I don't know why they did three reviews. It doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah, they, they ended up, uh, they made it to where I couldn't, like, make YouTube shorts out of it. I couldn't do any kind of remixing. They said until they're done with the review, it's still available, but they're not going to push it into people's feeds. So they That's would have wild. to physically look for it. But now it's in the free and clear, and it's fine. But it took, like, two or three weeks for it to get out of that. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like... Yeah. Anyone listen to this, go listen and slash watch that episode. And please tell me how I violated or how me and Evan violated YouTube's guidelines. Like, it makes no fucking sense. YouTube is an oligarchy, right? Oh, yeah. Anyways, so the pyramid thing. So, basically, the conspiracy goes is that something at some point in time with the pyramids, when whoever built them, right, saying that, it was us, like, we're the ones. The conspiracy says is that the gist of it is that we, us as human beings, at some point in time, intentionally chose to remove, uh, like, as a collective, essentially, chose to remove a certain portion of time, like, of documented time, from basically history, like, uh, going forward. They were like, hey, we are going to remove this and everyone, everything going forward, they will have no knowledge of this. Like it's really, it's a weird conspiracy because it's a, basically has something to do with us being an advanced civilization at one point, And then we just like chose to remove it. And it has to do with the pyramids. Now it's, I couldn't find enough information to give a proper, uh, like breakdown of the conspiracy for the, for the pyramid aspect itself, but it had something to do with the technology that was being used inside the pyramids and us as a society at the time. It, it really is weird. So when you try to, if anyone looks that stuff up, it's kind of, it's not one place you're going to get that information from. You have to kind of hop around um, because you'll find pieces all interconnecting to each other. Uh, and it's all about the same conspiracy, but it's like every, it's like the online world deciding to all throw things at each other saying like well based off of this we do have this over here and we have this and we have this like it's kind of like a collective of of information like hugely trying to draw strings and connect them to each other but it's a really fun thing to read about because it just is it, it's just fascinating so dig into it i'm i don't have time to fucking do that with this podcast episode because that takes us <laughs> away from the phantom time zone. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not takes us away from it, but we wouldn't be focusing on it. It would be just this conspiracy inside of it. You know what I mean? And that's like yeah. its own episode on its own. It, it's a, a lot, a lot. Um, well, I mean, I, I really, I really, really like that idea because I know that they're still finding papers and papyries of how they possibly built the pyramids and how they can combine all these pieces of paper to decipher and piece together construction of the pyramids. But it kind of makes more sense that it wasn't them, which then they would want to delete that from history so that humans today think that we are the ultra power 
to make us more complacent, right? Like if we all knew that aliens were real and that aliens are running it, then we wouldn't want to listen or do what we're told, right? All the indentured slaves of the world would possibly rise up. Like once everybody becomes more cognitive of reality, they become less complacent. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, what I thought was a fascinating theory, and this is the last thing I'll say about the pyramids, and then we're going to drop it like a bad habit. But basically saying that, so if you look at, uh, geographically speaking, at the time, right, you, you try to go back and back and back to see what the world uh, on a, geo, you know, a, a geographic plane looked like, right? Obviously, there's differences. Uh, erosion over time changes how things look, uh, weather events, and just natural occurrences that shifts the physical landscape around us between now yeah. and a thousand years ago or 5,000 years ago, it would look fucking different as shit, like wildly different if you're in that area, especially over there where the pyramids are, where they know there was w more water than there ever, like than there is now. And there was actually like different streams that used to exist over where the pyramids are in Egypt and all that stuff. So one of the theories that kind of goes with it is basically how they built them this is a random theory that someone had and i i find it really actually kind of fun is that they at the time when they're building those pyramids there was a lot more water over there and there was they built these pyramids uh, uh basically on little islands where water like was funneling around it and they were used mm -hmm. and the water was rising they knew the water was rising at the time and so what they were doing is they were utilizing the water as a way to move these the giant stones on giant like plain drafts that cover a large surface of water. Because if you think about it, like how it works, and people have known this a long time, if you build a, a when you build a raft and the raft covers a larger volume of surface over the water, you can actually put heavier objects because of how it disperses the weight across the, the plane of the water. Right. So the theory goes is that they were moving each individual stone on rafts that covered a larger plane. Right. So one stone at a time. And they were using that to get it to where they wanted it around the edge of the pyramid. So the water level as it rose was at the level it's supposed to like basically flush like you. It's like going up to a boat dock, like you bump up right mm. to the dock and then they would have it already wrapped up in these. Uh, what they used for, uh, like they would have like, you know, the animals that they would use animals as like a truck, right? Like to pull it with ropes, yeah. pull it and basically rope, make it roll itself over into position. And then they would use, uh, the other, you know, other animals at the time for like adjusting it, just shimming it an inch to line it up how they wanted it. There was like, Ooh. I know that's, it sounds really stupid, but at the same time, that's the kind of shit that people would do. But to make it as precise as they did, that doesn't solve that. No way. There's no fucking. Yeah, way. it's it's so mathematically perfect, right? Yeah. Like, but I I, I thought they, it was you, sorry. Uh, using animals to turn a giant stone, like loggers use a tool to turn their logs, sounds accurate. It sounds like a good enough explanation, right? Yeah, because they would use um, like anytime there was like a, uh, like there's a spindle in the center. Like imagine. If you're like when they used to open gates, like large gates at castles back in the day, you always see in the movies yep. where they're seeing guys pulling on that wheel, right? To open mm -hmm. the gate. That's uh, not 100% accurate. Uh, half the time they would use horses. 
they would have horses attached to it with, with like ropes and they would have like three or four horses because the doors are so goddamn heavy. It, yeah, they made it out of iron. <laughs> yeah, you weren't going to be able to spin that wheel that's the size of a person with two guys to move something that's two tons and especially raise it upwards in an upward motion. And that wasn't going to happen. So they would have like four or five fucking horses, uh, like chained, like not chained, but you know what I mean, like roped up to it. And then the horses would get whipped and then they would walk in a direction, force them in a direction, and then that would spin the wheel. And, you know, because it'd be pulling the wheel. And you, of course, would have guys there helping turn the wheel still because they're heavy as fuck. But that's how they would open it. They would use the animal's strength to open these gates uh, on s certain designs. So it doesn't – I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for something like that. But for – I thought the whole concept of you, if there was water like that and using well large, like, outplaned rafts that go and cover a large surface area, yeah, you, you could move shit like that. But question is, how did they get it on the raft? How did they we get it off really the raft? We got really sidetracked from what we were talking about. I know, about, I know. I'm going to move on from that. Sorry. I, I do love that. No, no, it, you're good. It's just I, an interesting thing. It, it all goes in together. Come on. Come on. We, yeah, we all absolutely. know that we're all smartly uneducated. Uneducated. So if we are living in the year 1726, what does that imply for the next 300 years to come? Because if we actually haven't had the, if we actually haven't hit the new millennium mark, is the fear of the millennia still relevant? Is that Y2K sort of mentality still available? Yeah, I don't really know, man. It's, it's, it, it I know that it kind of, I, I think me and you briefly, when we were chit chatting about this topic before, um, I think you brought up the Mayan calendar concept. Yes. Uh, if you could elaborate on that, because you see, you way the way that you were kind of telling me about it, you had better vocabulary in mind for how to explain <laughs> it. Well, the idea behind the Mayan calendar is sort of uh, uh, is sort of finicky because they only use it to decipher their years and days and um, their aspect of life, but it also predicted wars and also predicted like catastrophic events like there are things on there where it was like bad things happen this day watch out for this day we have bad feeling about this sort of thing right um now granted i don't know the exact dates on the calendar i was trying to look them up before we started recording last night but there was little to no evidence anymore or little to no documentation of the mayan calendars dates preceding the year 1700 yeah so that also leads into Illigid's ideas right so if the mayan calendar does not precede the year 1700 a.d what does that also implicate into society um the, at least for what we have documented now, I'm sure that individuals who have the Mayan calendar at hand or whatever are able to determine future expectations. Also, to implicate that, so I know that we have talked about uh, the forthcoming and all of these sort of uh, catastrophic events. Time. Yeah, dude. Have you ever come four times in a row? That shit's dehydrating. Dude, um, just dust, dude. <laughs> just dust. It's like, you know how I mean I've spoken about it before, right? Like every eighty years, there's a cataclysmic event, and if we're in the year seventeen twenty six, 
we still have a little while to go, but if we're in the year 2023, there are, it, it should be closer if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I do want to say like to any, anyone listening, just the way you just explained it, like don't hold it against him or myself on some of the th- stuff we've tried to explain just here recently in this episode, just because one, we're not like, it's not like we have an exact calculator in front of us to be able to say, Oh, uh, 200 and some years or whatever. You know what I mean? So just take what we're saying as a grain of salt for like the values that we're utilizing, just because it's, it's very hard to give an accurate number when we're talking about this stuff. Cause one, we're not like, it's not like we're fucking, you know, some doctored or, you know, got, we, we, we have a how-to manual for this whole fucking thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're just sort of thinking and talking, right? Um, yeah. I was just saying it cause the, I know what, the way you were just explaining it, I know someone could be like, Hey, he, he said this word instead of that number, or that <laughs> word. It's like, no, no, no. Like it just take it with a grain of salt, but just listen to the overall, uh, uh, the narrative, right? Narrative. The idea. Yeah. The idea. Um, so it, if we are 300 years in the past, are we still worried about larger events uh, than we should be? Because people are looking toward the year 2100 now instead of the year 1800 and 1750. And well, you also have to think of the implications of history, though. Like, I'm talking about time frames wise. So, like, look at the, the way we, we date things like carbon dating, things like that the way we utilize everything from this scale, it's like, wait a minute. So if this is off by 200 and something years, right? Well, it's not actually off by 200 and something years. It would keep increasing of how much we're actually off. If you follow the, the, the algorithm of it, right? The mathematical yeah, it's process, exponential growth, right? Yeah. Uh, think about when that really transpired. When did that truly transpire? Because, or it's not when it truly transpires because when it did transpire, right? At some if it's when Illig claimed it did, right? Where we are now, and compared to that time in the past, the way we date things that we find in archaeological digs, things like that, and then we date them. Well, that com- the 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 tools that we use to date them based off the numbers we're using with the tools. Well, shit, the stuff that's old may be even fucking older than we even fathom like it could be yeah, they, way they, they, more inaccurate you know what i mean they could be significantly older right and like i don't know it's um it's it's, it's kind really of fascinating it's fascinating it, it, it's mind-boggling yeah. and it's also fascinating i i'm so glad we chose to do this topic because it's i i'm a very big person about time like mentally i'm like all about time arrangement right like if i'm gonna set time for these things that's super important to me so it's like when I operate under that, because that's how my daily thing goes, I make a whole list, everything. So it's like this type of narrative, like how much does it also impact like what I do for work, what you do for, or, or just the way we function in this world in current times of our, con- our, our concept and understanding of our time in present time and our daily operations. It affects everything. Like, really try to sink that in of how much things are being manipulated, how much your time is actually manipulated 
to understanding where you really are, relatively speaking, in the mm -hmm. grand scheme of things, if time is such a massive narrative, right? So it's it it just yeah I, I, just let your brain sink into a rabbit hole of that and just keep going. Let go of the safety while, bar. While, sink. While I was reading this and looking into this, um, my brain kept going to what else? Like what other times have they taken from us? Because if we have lost three hundred years and they're all like yeah whatever they don't fucking care they don't know just. It's 2023. They don't know any difference. Um, yeah. What's to say that World War II only lasted one year or five years and they just elongated it? What if it was longer and they just well, shortened it? I like, get I get what you're trying to get at, but I think I think the time frames of how long something like so even though we have the time, like the dates are different. But I think that when an like the time frame of an event happening, so like let's you brought up World War II. I think it still lasted, let's say it lasted four years. That's what we document, it lasted four years, right? Um, I'm not saying that's exactly the four years it lasted. I'm not, I, I'm talking about what yeah, we actually yeah. know. I'm not saying, <laughs> oh, World War II only lasted four years. No, no, I'm saying example-wise, let's just say it lasted four years or three years. It still lasted three years. We know, it happened in such recent history, we know that it was three years of our understanding of time. And I get what you're saying. You're trying to say that, like, okay, if if the way we calculate time down to the second is actually wrong and off, then it's like, okay, then how long did it really last for? What's the new time frame that it existed? Was it actually seven years? Was it actually one year? I get what you're saying. I was just trying to clarify that yeah, yeah, the good. unit of time, yeah. that what you use to measure time changes, but the what you experienced in that time for the time frame of it starting and ending still actually existed. It's not like that disappeared. You know what I mean? It still existed. Yeah. It's just what the number representation is, is different. You know, so that, that that's another reason why I really like history as well, because there's always a thought of these people 2000 years ago could have fucking written anything and we had to take their word for it. And if there are multiple individuals who are, saying the same thing, then it's reasonable to get it. But if it's only one person, say, uh, Plato, uh, talking about how Atlantis has sunken. I love playing do with you Plato, take this... dude. <laughs> I like eating it. I love eating that, dude. I make little figurines of Plato, and then I pretend that they're my friends, and then I talk to them, and I say, hey, what do you want to do today? And he's just like, hey, I want to lay around and play some TV. And blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, anyways, can keep going. Are you still switching the cameras? Oh yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been pretty much on point with it this whole time. I've been so whenever great. the whenever whenever the Play-Doh characters get mad at you, do you squish them? I eat them. <laughs> oh yeah, baby! I tell look at it, and I was like, you know what? Should I be nice and bite off your head first so it's a painless death, or should I start with your legs? I always start with the legs. I guess, so back to what I was saying. I guess <laughs> yeah. the, overall, the overall line concept that worries me and makes me question the validity of our society is not only that two historians and doctors questioned our timeline as it is now, but why should I believe anything else that has been written in hex and mm -hmm. what else is being like 
manipulated. Of course, they're saying to be manipulated. The CIA is lying, blah, 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 rah, 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 right? But if that is the case, why, why not just delete the building of the pyramids? And why not just delete the Ottoman Empire's history if they met aliens and so on and so forth? Like, there is something I'm going to bring up at the end here um, once we... Uh, you know, once we run out of time, I'm something I'm gonna bring up the last like two minutes that has to do with the pyramids and the Illuminati. Oh, very cool. So if if we are living in a simulation, then the people who are running it can just sort of cut the data that they that, that they tried out and didn't like, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All right, let's, yeah. Let, let's try out this thing. Ah, eh, that didn't work well. Let's just delete that. And now there's 300 years missing from our timeline, and people are trying to figure out what happened. Oh yeah, it, it's it's yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it's just a weird thing to think about. But there is something I want to bring up, uh, which is part of Illig's claims as to it's one of the things he references. Let me uh make sure I have it. All right, Dude, I, I'm over here. I'm over here getting heated right now, bro. Like it's it's like it's like the raw milk, right? If you drink raw cow's milk, you're gonna die. Is what they tell you. You're gonna get deadly sick, and you're gonna be shitting, throwing up, and vomiting, and you're gonna you're gonna die because you drink raw milk. Yeah. Although raw milk is incredibly good for you, it's gonna have all sorts of enzymes and proteins and bacteria that are good for your body. And if you're lactose intolerant, you drink raw milk, you're not gonna have diarrhea or fart a lot because it's not cooked. Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. But there is something I want to bring up from Illig, uh, or Herbert, 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 Herbert Illig. Um, uh, it's one of his claims, and it's about the dating methods that were used in recent times. So it says the dating methods used for such recent periods, radiometry and dent, uh, dendrochronology, are yeah. inaccurate. Now, with that being said. I would like to bring up a it's uh uh it's about radiometry of how it actually works which I'm in agreement I'm not going to lie when uh, so let me explain this really fast of how it really works so radiometry is a set of techniques for measuring electromagnetic radiation including visible light and radiom radiometry or sorry radiometric Techniques in optics characterize the distribution of the radiation's power in space as opposed to photometric techniques which categorize the light's interaction with the human eye. The fundamental difference between radiometry and photometry or photometry is that radiometry gives the entire optical radiation spectrum while photometry is limited to the visible spectrum. So radiometry is distinct from quantum techniques such as photon counting. The use of radio radiometers um, to determine the temperature of objects and gases by measuring radiation flux is called pyrometry. Uh, handheld pyrometer or pyrometer uh, devices are often marked are marketed as infrared thermometers. So radiometry is important in astronomy, especially radio astronomy, and plays the role in Earth remote sensing. Uh, you know the it. This technique categorizes as radiometry and optics are called photometry or photometry. Dude, what the fuck uh, are you talking about? Dude, right it's now? a lot to spew out, but basically, with radiometry, if I if I'm catching it correctly, or uh, radiometry, uh, 
it basically they're utilizing that to date objects when like we're talking about physical objects on earth when it's a tool that's designed for uh uh dating like shit in space with radiation so so, so ra ra radiometry is a similar concept to carbon dating they're looking for mm -hmm. different types of carbon so if you're, they're looking for carbon 12 and carbon 14 mm -hmm. uh, so not all carbon is the same in regards to that right so if you find carbon 14 then it might be a little bit newer if you find carbon 12 it's going to be millions of years old yeah. so that is that's the concept right there Yes, but with radiometry, that is the main. That's a more of a tool that would be used for space. Essentially, it's 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 used for uh, where radiation and things like that happen outside of our atmosphere uh, more accurately. But they're using it for dating in recent times, shit physically here on Earth, and it's just like, wait a minute, Illig is trying to make the point that it's like. The w using that to date shit physically here on Earth and not in its natural area, which would be space and all that stuff, doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it doesn't. Like, it, there's going to be a lot of inaccuracies. That was his point. And he has proof to back it up. Like, it, it, just the way it, it, it functions as a tool is, uh, from what I'm seeing and from what he's proposing, is actually inaccurate for what we use it for outside of its uh, original intention you know what i mean does that make sense what i'm saying no um because i mean carbon dating the radioactive we're not talking about spectrum. carbon dating we're talking about radio well, that's that that right so radiometry is a type of carbon it dating. is but it's in a specific category that's not that it's literally its whole purpose is mainly for astronomy That's I don't know if that's I I don't know if that's accurate or not. But from what I read, I, I thought that's what it was basically trying to say. It was trying to make the I point. Do, yeah, it says radiometry that... uh is plays a massive role with astronomy and earth remote sensing. So it's like our dating things in our fixed position, like of where we are in our solar system, you know, it has to do with that shit more predominantly. So it's like, I get what he's trying to say. Like, most of its functions are for more of space, like, outside of our natural environment um, than it is for, like, us physically here on Earth. It's kind of weird. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I could be butchering this, and I may be wrong. And I, and that's okay if I'm wrong. I'm not hell-bent on being like, yeah, I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> uh, I don't give a fuck if I'm right or not, you know, because it's this is outside of my scope of field, you know. Um, but from what I'm reading, unless I'm misinterpreting the words and I'm just – because it is a mouthful reading through some of this shit. Um, so I, I looked up a, like a, what radiometry is mostly used for, and you are correct. It is used for astronomy and radio astronomy, uh, but it also plays a role in – uh, earth sensing and things like yeah. that. So it says specifically radiometry is important in astronomy, especially radio astronomy and plays a significant role in earth remote sensing. Yeah. That's from sciencedirect.com. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that we're using it for dating objects that are buried in the earth is a little, it's, it's, I get why they try to use it, but it seems like it's uh, not the best method.
it could produce yeah, inaccurate. Huh? It could produce inaccurate results, and that's all I was trying to say. Like I can see where that comes into play. So I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying that the, the that's not my like I'm not taking a stance. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to explain it and be like, okay, I, I can kind of see it. You know what I mean? Like I I can see what's being said here, but it, it's really weird. It's fucking weird. Uh, it, it 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 just makes sense, right? Like, why would they want to give us the proper information? There's the, it's the whole fucking point is to keep us complacent. And I'm just getting fucking mad, dude. Like, the more I look into this sort of shit, it just makes me mad and mad and mad and mad and mad. It makes me want to go more and more off grid. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So mainstream historians reject all of this stuff. They reject everything about it. They uh, and then and that's normal. Like you, anything with mainstream stuff. Uh, uh, in that that field, if there's anything that proposes that you're going to question the opposite of, a lot of mainstream people don't even want to hear it. Um, and I think a good example of that is like, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who wrote uh, Chariot of the Gods, um, Graham Hancock. Yeah. I'm doing wrong. Um, there's a whole bunch of people who are anti Graham Hancock. Like, even like I've come across so many people who are experts but they're really still in college and they have a youtube channel saying like this guy is so wrong it's like well yeah i get that you don't like a lot of things he's questioning uh, the narrative just so people know don't be hating on graham hancock what he's doing is that as a journalist he is an investigative journalist he's just researching and looking at things and then questioning that's it he's asking a question he's posing a question because of evidence he sees and he crosses that evidence, you know, cross-examines it through other proven historians, right, and facts that we know. And then he's saying, like, well, how come these certain things aren't adding up? So I'm asking the question on this, like, this, is there something more, or is the, did this exist at a different time, or blah, blah, blah. So anyways, moving on for Graham Hancock. I wasn't trying to go on a thing about him. <laughs> no, um, you're fine. But it's... There's, it's a weird thing. Like, there's so much we could go into on the Phantom Time conspiracy theory. Um, that I don't think we could ever get through it all in a podcast, like, ever. The, the, it, it's kind of endless. It's kind of endless because there's so many referrals and references and like places you can go and do research on for this. Through and a lot of these, these, a lot of these mainstream historians and journalists and you name it, anything mainstream they want to stay away from fringe things so that they don't get looked upon as some sort of fringe individual they want to be making their money they want to be stay, staying in the limelight you know so if they're mainstream they're not going to be talking about how we have lost 300 years they're going to be talking about how i don't know the romans existed for exactly 1000 ad years or 1000 years so I don't know. It's just something to think about. But yeah. Another thing to pick your brain about. That's the whole idea about this thing is being smartly uneducated. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. And you know, there's a there's another thing I'm about to pull up. Uh, do you have any other like little things you want to mention about it? Because I'm I'm gonna pull up something real quick and it's gonna take me a second. No, no, no. It's perfectly fine. You go right ahead. Oh, I'm trying to give you the floor so that way there's no dead space in the microphone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, in in relation to the Mayan calendar, as you mentioned not too long ago, every fifty two year these the Aztecs would do a fire ceremony, and 
I've always thought the fire ceremony ceremony is really cool. They did it like in the middle of November. Uh, it is this kind of a gruesome thing that they would do. They would take a victim and sacrifice them by lighting a fire on their chest while they were alive. So the new fire ceremony is every 52 years, they let all of their fires burn out. Campfires, lantern lighters, anything that was a fire would burn away. And then they would take a victim and sacrifice them to the gods of the solar system and burn them alive on their chest and relight their new fires on the body of that person who they just sacrificed. Whoa. So every 50, every 52 years, if that's the implication, uh, then if our timeline is 300 years in the past, we kind of missed doing it a couple of generations. <laughs> Damn. That is interesting. We should bring it back. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah, we should we should bring it back. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Bring that so shit like, back. Let's bring it back. Yeah, Let's so have a good time. Priests, priests ignited a new sacred fire on the breast of a sacrificial victim, from which the rest of the people rekindled their hearth fires. The people then began feasting, not necessarily on the body, but they would have a a, a huge like feast, a party, if you will, celebrating the coming of the next fifty-two years. <laughs> coming, coming. Hell yeah, dude! I'm I'm here for yeah, it. Um, swag. Yeah. No. So I I'm gonna read one thing, and then I'm gonna mention the the conspiracy I told you about that had to do with pyramids and the Illuminati, and then we gotta wrap this up because I just saw it was nine oh five. So, um, I got ten minutes tops to be able to get through this. So if you mind me taking the floor for a moment, sir. Um, I would. You got I, it. I know you brought up Charlemagne. Um, and I don't remember. Did you mention anything about a conspiracy about him? Yeah, about him not being real. Yeah, he's so just I have, not, I have he's some, just not real. I have some, uh, I have a good deep dive into that. Um, if you would like me to lay Take it, it. Out. go, 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 go. All right, so we are, yeah. You know, so like we were just saying, the so this is called. It's actually called the Charlemagne conspiracy, right? So a little background on it. So Charlemagne was also known as Charles the Great, medieval emperor, ruled much of Western Europe from 768 to 814. He is a key figure in European history, known for uniting much of Europe during the early Middle Ages and laying the foundations for modern France and Germany. Now, the claim is that he is a fictional character, and according to the Phantom Time hypothesis, Charlemagne was not a real historical figure, but was instead a fictional character created by the church or by later rulers. Uh, Herbert Illig, who we've been talking about, he is the proponent of this hypothesis, argued that there is a lack of contemporary evidence from Charlemagne's time to conclu sorry, conclusively prove his existence. So the proposed motives of it are political and religious gain. So the theory suggests that the fabrication, um, the fabrication of a powerful and unifying figure like Charlemagne served the interests of the medieval Roman Church and Holy Roman Empire, giving them a heroic figurehead and legitimizing their authority. Now, I'm not uh, anti that. Like, I can I, people do that. We do that. We do it still now. What, what do you call a false flag policy? You're not using a figurehead. You're using an event, right? A, a, a false made event. So it's like. That's easily done with a figurehead too, like you know what I mean. Um, and we still do that now with a whole bunch of different things, where we create a false uh, representation of something, 
um, to get a, a particular reaction or narrative built out of it to change how things move forward culturally and politically um, and control-wise, like power-wise, right? So it's not that outlandish. So um, there's that. So there are criticisms and rebuttals with this. So uh, let's start with, uh, so I, I wrote a little category called abundant historical evidence. So critics point out that there is substantial evidence supporting Charlemagne's existence, including contemporary accounts, administrative records, and artifacts, right? And these are, you know, this is also rebuttals, right? So this is going against everything I just said. Uh, Cross-cultural references, uh, you know, pretty much talking about like accounts of Charlemagne and his empire are found in record records of societies such as like Islamic and uh, Byzantine sources, um, which were unlikely if he were a fictional creation. And then last is like archaeological findings, which is the remains of buildings, coins, and artifacts from Charlemagne's reign further contradict the idea that he was a fictional character. Now, um, how, like, well, yeah, so I don't, I'm not going to go any more into that little category. But uh, I mean, I, 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 I suppose if Charlemagne wasn't a, was a fake character, people can just talk about him, tell stories, tell tales, and it'll be passed across continents and worlds. I mean, look, we're talking about him because they wrote about him. There's nothing saying that he isn't necessarily true or real because, again, history can be manipulated entirely. So if he was just created, it was just another children's book, much like a lot of religion stories are, then what makes him any different, right? So... Even though yeah. they're finding him in Islamic and Muslim texts, like I have seen that, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And yeah, he might be on a coin, but they can also elicit a coin uh, or millions of coins with his face on it. And he's the faceless emperor. Nobody can see him sort of thing. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's interesting. And that's, you know, there's a, all I can say about this conspiracy, I know that wasn't like a super deep dive. I was just given highlights of kind of both aspects, right? Um, I very got to end it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we can always come back to this thing in a later episode because there's other topics we'll be talking about when it comes to like time and, and manipulation of that and, and time travel and like all that nonsense. And we can easily bring up this again and talk about it because this is another conspiracy within a conspiracy, right? All right, let's go ahead and close. Let's, um, let's go ahead and close. No, no, I'm thing. not closing it yet. I still have two more <laughs> things to say. I'm not done, but I will say this. I'll leave with the Charlemagne conspiracy. The best thing to do would be analyze what evidence you can find. That's supposed to be actual evidence. Um, go through his, the, you know, just history, like research the actual history of his time around it you know of the impacts and how it connects in and and try to go through it that way and then also just be skeptical i wouldn't say skeptical just be open-minded when it comes to uh the opinions of the so-called experts because some of the experts are from the government itself where we already know yep. that they change how things are laid out so there's that always now, ask <clears throat> questions always ask always questions. ask questions aaq yeah so now, last thing I'm going to say, last motherfucking thing I'm going to say has to do with the pyramids. So think about it like, think about this. So 
we talk about the conspiracy of, of the pyramids and like there's so much around them right uh, for everything even with this how there's a conspiracy that had to do with the pyramids you know with the phantom time hypothesis um but then you know you have the just the just the thing in general with the pyramids of like how are they built like how the fuck did this thing like, are they built by aliens like just all that shit that everyone already kind of have heard about with them but if you look at the illuminati right um which is another conspiracy theory right of of what their existence really is and how it interacts with everything wait a minute dogs are barking out there i don't know if you can hear that i cannot um so anyways with that being said basically if you look at the illuminati symbol it's a pyramid right and this is something i came across you know and i've thought about it before but i never really put much thought into it but there is you know when you look at the dollar how it has the pyramid on it like on the money yeah has the pyramid and the Illuminati thing is a pyramid and it has the all seeing eye at the top. Um, there's a conspiracy saying that the Illuminati is so old, like it's a lot older than we actually understand the Illuminati. They, they are, are the, how it, what I read about was saying that the Illuminati is the forefathers of the new world order. They are actually the new world order. And they're the ones who are in power now, and they're just descendants through over time. And they're saying the Illuminati is actually much older than we ever even considered. And potentially mm -hmm. Illuminati were the ones who built – like they were the power structure in place and publicly known back when the pyramids were built because they're the ones who orchestrated their building and got them built. And it was their the, – they were their buildings. They were their architecture. And – some like the conspiracy goes on to say that at some point in time that the Illuminati, like there was a, not the Illuminati, but there was some form of cataclysmic event that took place that wiped out large areas um, around the world. And that's why the pyramids, no one knows who built them because the ones who built them, like basically when that happened, they were trying to say that when the cataclysmic event took place, the Illuminati chose, they're like, okay, this is what we can do going forward. We could take a step back and play this new long game because now with everything being all fucked up, like basically saying that they took a route where it was like, we're going to take a sidestep. And if we want to impose what we want to do and do all this control, all this stuff, we are going to become more covert because we were too public before. And like all this stuff, there's a lot more that goes into it, but that was kind of like the gist saying that they are the ones who created it and uh, they're the ones, you know, they were the power, uh, 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 the main power, like the major power of the world um, back when the pyramids hmm. were built um, a long time ago. Because we used to be a, a more advanced civilization for that time period than a cataclysmic event happened that kind of reset everything but didn't fully reset, you know what I mean? It didn't wipe out everyone on the earth, but it wiped out a huge chunk of people. And it was like in the reformation from that point on, the Illuminati decided to stay more behind closed doors uh, for political reasons to avoid maybe potential backlash that was happening or, or uprisings at the time that took place when they were at a major power and people publicly knew them. I like that. I like that thought a lot. That's cool. Yeah, and some of that, like, when I read about that conspiracy, it was, some of it, it was much more loose-based, 
And so some of what I just said was actually my personal opinion, like take into it. If I'm really going to submerge myself into a conspiracy like that, like that was just my conspiracy mind going off. Uh, so some of it was my own personal thoughts. Uh, the rest of it, like most of it was kind of loose based, but that was a mixture of me and part of another conspiracy I read online about and stuff. You know, I do know. Do you know? I switched the camera to you to see you just looking at your phone, being a you son of a bitch. I was texting. I know. Fuck you. I love you though. I love you, buddy. (laughs) But anyways, that that's what uh, that that pretty much wraps up this podcast episode. Good old pod fart. Yeah. Make sure you go like and subscribe and tell everybody you know. Yep. Make sure you leave a review. We'll start reading your reviews if we get them. We do. I'm gonna name drop the next uh, topic we topic out right now, just so they oh, know damn. what to look forward to. Cause we're going to do it. Um, I, we are going to talk about a, it's, it's a theory, right? And this is all outlandish. It's all funny. It's mainly going to be a fun episode. It's going to be pretty much oh, comedy like based, that. but the idea of like how we live in a simulation and the, the, the topic I thought of, like just the idea was a multiversal, IT department for, <laughs> uh, you know, the simulation that we live in. If we, <clears throat> if we live in a simulation of that caliber, that narrative, it's like, well, shit, we need a multiversal IT department for that shit. Like who's, how the fuck? Who's, who's got to take care of it? Who's going to debug this shit and deal with, uh, <clears throat> software updates and all that fun shit. Well, st- well, stop telling them the, the thought about it. And then yeah, that was it. Gonna ruin oh, it. oh I'm not ruining shit. It, we, there's a lot I've written down about it, my guy. Uh, <laughs> ideas and just stuff. But anyways, that wraps up this episode. And thank you guys for joining us. It's awesome. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>